forgot what I was saying over here. Your name. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Hi, this is Holly. And I am Danielle. And this is the Spooky Hour. drunk and spooky hour. yeah we're uh, toastied it's friday we're finally recording on a friday we deserve this we're blowing off some steam tonight danielle's blowing off a lot of steam tonight yeah i am because my dog decided that she didn't like the carpet on the staircase anymore and decided to rip it all up i can we post a picture of it we will post a picture of it it's so bad you guys like her her fiance sent me a picture because i stopped at the store on my way here he's like i'm gonna need you to get me a broom i screamed in my car <laughs> kyla was just like you know what mom i know you got a new job and you got a nice little raise and now you can afford to uh take the carpet off the stairs so i'm gonna help you out yeah we're renovating the whole house yeah kylo's helping so- i cannot believe that this is how the night started <laughs> so it's safe to say that i'm already very much into two drinks already so yeah she deserves this we're like i said blowing off some steam yeah it's been a long week it's been a, it's a good friday i mean it's not a good friday but it's a good friday now good friday's coming we're getting some time off work <laughs> yeah i always i always forget that like good friday's like easter and i'm like i don't even know what easter is but i just know i get turkey <laughs> i have to remind her every year jesus died on easter and was born on christmas see i thought he died on christmas and that's why people got presents and then everyone's like you know, why do you cynical you, you give, oh i guess you do get people things when they die yeah guys this is going great yes <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our podcast uh anything else you want to share for the week other than your uh your renovating <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start renovating now so that's my exciting time. she just wanted to get the ball rolling it was time yeah, i guess apparently um i didn't have anything going on um i did a whole bunch of heart tests this week that was fun so i'm like super whiny today because they have to like scratch you to put these things on yeah and i'm sore so that's that's my week for you and very bruised and look like someone beat her up yeah i look literally like i was in an accident um so yeah a little bit of interesting news coming out of toronto this week um there was a amber alert that went off at midnight which by the way amber alerts are great they are complaining about them i mean if it was your kid you'd want the exact same thing yeah imagine like it's your child and people are whining about it get over yourselves so yeah a little bit of interesting news coming out of toronto um so thursday morning we got an amber alert at midnight uh, a 14 year old boy named shama joel Jolami, uh was abducted thursday morning on his way to school it was about 8 30 in the morning uh allegedly two guys jumped out of a jeep and like picked him up and threw him in the jeep him. and he was yelling like help me help me um so he was missing from 8 30 a.m the alert from the school. Do you remember when you, you would skip school and it would call your parents, like yeah. the automatic message? That didn't go off till 6 p.m. That's the way after school hours. Yeah. So the dad had called the police at like 5 or 5.30 and then they got the call from the school being like, your son missed school today. They're like, thanks, tips. So then the Amber Alert went off at midnight. People were pissed as people do. Um, he was missing for, I think, 24 full hours. Yeah. And uh, speculation started coming in. His older stepbrother had a $4 million drug debt. Yeah. And they think they kidnapped this poor boy because of his drug debt. Yeah, that's the rumor. Thankfully, they found the boy this morning. He in was a barn? in a barn in Brampton, I Something believe. Like Burlington, that, yeah. one of the bees. But he's uh he's alive, he's safe, he's he was checked out at the hospital, no injuries, Thankfully. just traumatized. Um I hope his stepbrother gets his ass kicked. Yeah. That is so freaking awful. But uh, I was following the story very intently because I was very worried and I also, couldn't believe. $4 million drug debt? What the fuck? How much drugs are you doing, <laughs> sir? Look at your life a little bit. Seriously. But yeah, that was 
the highlight of my week. Yeah. They found him safe. I was very happy. And like you know if, what I did when the Amber Alert went off? Read it and went back to bed. Yeah, like if you're if Stop you don't bitching. care enough to get up and go outside and check for the fucking vehicle or whatever, that's fine. Just yeah. and the people who are calling nine one one, go fuck yourself right now. I'm sorry. Every single one of them should be fined. Yeah, every single 100%. one of them. It's, you guys are dicks. Yeah. I don't care. I've flat out saying you're clogging up dicks. emergency lines because you lost your precious sleep. Like, yeah, fucking. I sleep three hours a night anyways. It's fine. Pretty much everyone who's <laughs> calling is already retired anyway so just go back to bed yeah, and wake up at noon old people like relax you can go for a nap later yeah <sighs> we're ranting that's like our I said, we're letting off some steam it's been a rough week okay guys yeah it's been a rough year i hate 2020 yeah, so I, far. I hate 2020 this podcast is the only thing keeping us going so yep. far so thanks guys 100 percent. yep that's all that's and all on that happy note let's get spooky um so this week i wanted to focus on a female murderer for a couple Ooh. of reasons reason one uh is that this case keeps popping up everywhere on my social feed it happened in a think 2008 but for some reason like it's on every one of my socials on the podcast on my own on twitter everywhere i keep seeing it and i'm like well fuck now i have to talk about it apparently i live under a rock because i have no idea what you're talking about no, i haven't told you yet no <laughs> true um but yeah so i think it's weird that it keeps popping up but also i wanted to show some of the differences between male and female killers because there are differences um so most serial and killers it's not just boobies not just boobies danielle <laughs> have another drink <laughs> This is, I like recording on Friday. We get messy. <laughs> we do. Um, so yeah, most serial killers are male. I don't remember the exact number. I want to say 70%, but I feel like even that's small. Um, it's just a fact. There's very few female serial killers, and there's a couple theories as to why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people believe that uh, women are more like emotional human beings. Yeah. So when they commit crimes uh, or when they commit murder, it's more of like a crime of passion as opposed to like a fit of rage. So they'll kill like their husband that cheated on them, their children, the husband's mistress. Like it's a personal connection with who they're killing. Not just like a random. Yeah. Where men tend to kill more randomly. Um, male serial killers usually have a specific type of victim that they're looking for, but there's usually not like a personal connection. So like the example i used was um edmund kemper who we talked about the big tall guy yep um he pictured his mother and his victims while not necessarily physically he still had like a goal in mind yeah they use their victims as more of a, a symbol i guess so they don't really care who they are what they do i want to kill someone with blonde hair blue eyes you have blonde hair blue eyes you're on my list yeah so that's kind of one of the differences so yeah the case i'm talking about is an example of a crime of passion and today i'm going to be talking about the murder of travis alexander who was committed by his former girlfriend jody arias uh so a little bit about jody's childhood she was born on july 9th 1980 in salinas california to parents william and sandy side note if you guys remember which episode we talk about salinas california on you let, let us, us know because <laughs> we don't remember we're too lazy to listen to our own voices over and over again we were trying to figure out if we've already talked about this place anyways so according to arias she suffered abuse at the hands of her parents starting at the young age of seven uh she claimed that her parents would beat her with belts or wooden spoons which is what my parents called discipline so i don't um you know how many times i got hit by a wooden spoon yeah not to like you know demean abuse or anything allegedly she was abused um she said she'd suffered greatly because of her parents however both of the parents have spoken out against these claims and brought forth claims of their own uh they both said jody suffered mental health issues throughout her childhood and she was actually abusive towards them uh there was an incident where her uh jody was in a fit of rage and hit her mother and they actually used that in the court proceedings for her current case to like say that she had violent tendencies she was uncontrollable etc etc yeah 
So it's a little bit of a he said, she said here. Yeah. Um, to sort of back the parents up, she was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, I think this diagnosis was after the murder had taken place. So I don't know when the PTSD Kicked uh, formed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So like I said, a little bit of a he said, she said. She might have been abused. She might have been sick. We're not sure. Other than the who abused who aspect of her childhood, everything seemed fairly normal from there. Uh, she was working part-time at a restaurant and later a law firm. Uh, she enjoyed photography and was a freelancer on the side, which comes into play a little bit later on. So make note. And she Noted. also became a member of the Mormon church. So while working at the law firm, Arias met Travis Alexander at a conference in Las Vegas. The two made an instant connection with Travis allegedly telling a friend that he met the woman he was going to marry, like the same night as the conference, like on their way home. He's like, I'm going to marry this chick. Um, That's it's like crazy. some love is blind shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's Which, like ritual. I can't. I need more seasons. That show is so good. I'm obsessed. The pair began a relationship pretty much instantly, but Travis lived in Arizona and Jody lived in California, so they would travel between the states to see each other. Um, allegedly, Jody was living with a boyfriend at the time and broke up with him to pursue this relationship with Ale- uh, Travis Alexander. Because we all know those go very well. Yeah. Um, one of the things they bonded over is that uh, he was also a member of the Mormon church. Um, Wait, so she was part of a Mormon church and she was cheating we gonna get there so i read a little bit i didn't include this in my original script because i'd only seen it uh said by one person but apparently she i I don't want to see a personality disorder but she would like switch up her like she practiced every religion at some point like she was a christian she was a catholic she was a buddhist like she was sort of morph herself just to fit in whoever's around her yeah and i this kind of backs it up because i'm gonna go into a little bit more but she wasn't a perfect mormon by any means Yeah, yeah so it's almost like she was like mormon for convenience at the time yeah um, so Travis was a devout Mormon, so it was really difficult when he started this relationship with D- Jody because they pretty much started banging right away. Premarital sex is strictly forbidden in the Mormon church, so he had a whole bunch of guilt surrounding it. He felt awful. He told people all the time like he was sinning. He couldn't marry her because she wasn't a virgin and all this stuff. Um, but, he, bro, you ain't a virgin either. Yeah, so. I know. She can't <laughs> marry you, asshole. Uh, oh, God, he's dead. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, he actually baptized her, like re-baptized her at one point to like strengthen their bond. Um, that is so weird. Yeah. So I'm sorry. She was, quote, a Mormon, but was also like a sex fiend. I'm not trying to be that person, but I'm going to be that person and say that like, if you have these rules put upon you when growing up, you're more than likely going to break them. Oh, yeah, someone for who sure. doesn't have those rules, you know for what I mean? sure. Don't touch the red button. Right? Oh, my God. I did that in science class. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> my mom has always said, you never buy a car without test driving it first. Never get married without having sex first. I'm just saying. My, my sister said something about a cow and milk. It was the same kind of thing, though. Of course you did. Why buy the milk when you have the whole cow or something? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> they fucked a lot. Um, apparently Jody didn't give a shit about how guilty Travis was because, uh, his friends described her as like highly sexual and obsessive. Even when they were hanging out in groups, like she was just all over him always. Um, there was one specific instance where they were all in a hot tub together. There was like two couples at a chalet or something in a hot tub. And she like kept trying to sit on his lap. It was like licking his neck apparently in front of these people. I don't even like holding my boyfriend's hand in public. I hate PDA. Me and Stuart don't like if we go out, like it, it basically looks like we're like related, like we're brother and sister. Oh my God. We don't ever like 
there's no we also both have like dark hair and stuff we kind of it looks a little bit creepy but the only time if i'm holding carl's hand it's because i'm too drunk to walk and i need to yeah you just need a crutch (laughs) at that point i just don't like pda but apparently this bitch did um so he was visually uncomfortable because his friends were uncomfortable and uh he kept telling her to back off and she wouldn't and eventually he snapped at her and she kind of like lost it in front of them and the friends were like afraid at that point um, they're all just sitting in this hot tub being like what the fuck can is you imagine like <laughs> i'm telling you it's like love is blind <laughs> <laughs> everyone just go watch it um so one of travis's friends her name was sky Lovin J hughes i'm just gonna call her sky you a fancy yeah um she said i started seeing things that were just dis- just disturbing i said travis i'm afraid we're gonna find you chopped up in her freezer from very early on she was completely obsessed with him did she so, have, like a premonition or something <laughs> little bit he wasn't chopped up in a freezer but i mean she wasn't entirely wrong yeah um as his friends got to know her better they said uh they grew increasingly creeped out by her sky said that jody would follow travis to the bathroom and like stand outside the door to see if he was talking to his bros about her and stuff um she went through his cell phone she would forward emails to herself like (laughs) another woman was emailing him she would forward it to herself to be like who's this bitch and like what the um so after five months of this travis decided to end the relationship so this is only five months that this all happened in that she just went from like you know they described her yeah they (laughs) described her as sweet and like um one guy said she was like the perfect woman she's like blonde and petite and cute and all that and they're like wow she's a miracle to holy fuck who is this bitch (laughs) um so yeah five months they broke up or so he thought uh so travis began dating other women which jody was obviously thrilled with um she started harassing she started harassing these women and also still travis so she moved to the same city as him um so while he was dating other women he was still having sex with her the devout pure mormon that he was yeah this whole (laughs) this whole thing is just messed up in itself you he wasn't a perfect person i'm not saying he should have been killed but we're gonna get into a little bit more of his like weirdness um so yeah he's still having sex with her while dating other women initially she would initiate the sex initially and initiate um <laughs> she would show up to his house at like all hours of the night like 2 a.m she'd show up and be like let's bang booty call and like you know if this is your crazy ex-girlfriend that you're scared of wouldn't you say no i'm gonna call the police this dude would just bang her but she would like obsessively call him email him text him she just wouldn't leave him alone um and he did like i think he kind of let her on to an extent because yeah. like i said why wasn't he saying no why wasn't he saying get the fuck out of my house like, at that point it's like both parties a little bit yeah. yeah i think i don't think he knew just how crazy she was but at the same time like i think he probably could have said mm, this is a bad idea yeah like no 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 right from wrong at that point and and at this point like he's seeing other women and he's like, also like i'm not i'm not trying to pin him everything on him of course not yeah but i'm just saying that's also like they're leading each other on no 100 percent. it was a very toxic relationship from the sounds of it yeah um and like i said he was seeing other women so he's going behind these women back these women's backs to sleep with his crazy ex-girlfriend and then like vice versa it just it very weird story yeah um so on may 28th 2008 a gun was stolen from jody's grandparents home in an alleged robbery guess where jody was living at the time hmm she's living definitely, with her grandparents i was guys. gonna say definitely not her <laughs> grandparents no um so travis had been planning to bring her on a work trip to mexico you know his crazy ex-girlfriend that he like didn't want to be with anymore mm-hmm. um he's gonna bring her to mexico oh that's what you do with your crazy exes. yeah definitely yeah um so anyways 
Uh, Imagine he, me bringing my exes to Mexico. Uh, no. I'd be leaving them there and, like, you know, finding a drug cartel or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe that's where, like, I got that $4 million Oh, my God. Debt. <laughs> I still can't believe that. $4 million in drug debt. No idea. Anyways. <laughs> so he changed his plans last minute, which, again, thrilling for Jody, I'm sure. And he had planned to bring another woman. I, I wrote this while I was high, and I said, you know, this guy sounds just as unstable as Jody. the more I learn about the situation. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> he toyed with her just as much, I think. Yeah. I don't even think she toyed with him necessarily, because she was, you know, extremely upfront about wanting to be with him, whereas yeah. he was like, no, I'm Mormon, I can't be with you, but let's have sex and we, go to Mexico. AKA, but you ain't Mormon, you little liar. Yeah, so, yeah, they're... They're both at fault a little bit here. I mean, ugh, again, he didn't deserve to die. Don't get me wrong. But no. the, the toxicity of the relationship is a two-way street here. Yeah. I can't believe I said that without lisping. <laughs> lisping. <laughs> On June 2nd, so a couple days after the gun went missing, um, Jody rented a car from a budget rent-a-car in Redding, California, and then drove to Mesa to see Travis. Where's Mesa? Uh, that's also in California. Okay. On June 4th, the ex-couple had sex in the shower, which was proven by racy photos recovered from Arius's camera after their murder. Also, like, no one needs to see that. Don't... Oh, we're not done yet, hon. <laughs> oh, okay. But also, sex in the shower is really difficult, so, Yeah, like... no one does that in real life. Also, like, photos of it? That's... How are you, like, huh. holding the position and also getting a good angle? Must be a tripod. It's gotta be. Yeah. Because I feel like I'd get a triple chin angle trying to do that. I mean, no I would, one wants that. I would say I'd go look at them, but I'm not going to look at them. They're out there. Um, yeah, I'm not You gonna. don't see a whole lot. But oh, so you saw them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, um, I think they were released by police because they're, like, well-censored and they're, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're, there's no pictures of them having sex out, but there's pictures of him in, like, precarious positions okay um so when travis didn't show up in mexico his friends grew concerned um this was his friend sky and her husband they were in mexico waiting um they had the police do a welfare check on june 9th where they found travis alexander dead in the shower and investigators had estimated he'd been there for about five days which would be june 4th which would be the day they had sex in the shower Hmm. wonder what happened there um his brutally murdered body had around 27 to 29 stab wounds. I was going to say, did you just like fall in the shower? But never mind. No, it gets okay. worse. He got a, he had a gunshot wound to the head and his throat was slit from ear to ear. Um, oh, those Lord. pictures, unfortunately, are out there. Uh, I'm not posting those. They're quite graphic. But if that no. tickles your fancy, a quick Google search will do. That is... Oh, my God. No one... No no matter what you do, no one deserves to go through something like yeah. that. Yeah. So this was like she wanted to make sure he was dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was passion right there there was a quote i saw from a a, an investigator on the scene where he said like the second he saw the body he's like that's an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife or something that did that like this person was like pissed like it's an emotional killer yeah exactly which goes back to what i said earlier Mm -hmm. um uh, so they had a lot of forensic evidence that was collected from the murder scene by investigators and included the camera that was found in a washing machine uh this was jody's camera so she she put it in the washing machine yep she documented the entire murder on camera so she's not that bright remember how i said she liked to do her freelance photography so this is like a weird thing that she did to like i don't know make herself feel better about it but she threw it in the washing machine and turned it on thinking that it would wipe the camera girl why don't we just get rid of the memory card csi right forensic files get rid of the damn memory card yeah so they images originally deleted were obviously retrieved by the police from the damaged digital camera because it's 2008 and we can do that (laughs) 
you can't, you can't <laughs> do that. So all of the images were dated June 4th, 2008. They showed Arias in sexually compromising situations with Travis. Uh, one photograph at like the end of the roll roll file how old are you (laughs) um it was a picture of travis laying on the floor bleeding oh my god so she took pictures of everything what a dumbass so when the police confronted her being like uh what the fuck happened she gave a couple different stories um each of them obviously ended with her being innocent uh the first story was that she was never there she wasn't in California. She was driving to see this new guy she was dating, and the last time she saw Travis was in April of 2008. Uh, and then she changed her story again and said that two... they were probably like, hey, we got photos, bitch. Yeah, we have your camera, like- girl. Like, <laughs> What the hell? Um, her second story was that two intruders broke into the house. She said a man and woman broke in, um, killed Travis, said it was like a hired hit or whatever, and they said they'd let her live if she promise to like never speak a word of it or whatever sounds super true i totally believe her totally (laughs) yeah but the last story that she stuck to the hardest and like i i could be wrong but i think she's trying to like get out of jail based on this story she said that travis was abusive towards her and she had actually uh acted in self-defense kind of like the argument against her parents oh look at that i didn't even think of that yeah that's so not funny but weird connecting those damn dots damn this is why we do this. Yep. <laughs> so Arias's lawyers and herself, um, they wanted to prove that he had been uh, abusive. So they brought actually one of his former girlfriends that she he was dating at the time while sleeping with Jody. And um, obviously this girl's bitter and upset. And she said that basically she felt used by Travis. He objectified her. He only used her for sex. She didn't say, though, that he ever abused her. Yeah. So they're just trying to like bash his character a little bit. Which is like, guys, he's dead yeah like that's awful she she fucking did it this girl's (laughs) photographs of him being dead luckily csi miami exists and uh there was tons of evidence against her uh the bathroom hallway had a bloody palm print that was a mix of both of their bloods actually so she must have cut herself somehow during this uh they also had proof that she had staged the burglary at her grandparents house because the uh gun that went missing was the same caliber as the round that was found in his noggin Uh, (laughs) i'm not trying to laugh at you his (laughs) noggin (laughs) it's friday guys live it up (laughs) um they never found the actual gun but i guess that was proof enough yeah um because i'm I'm pretty like you don't have to find the gun like the bullet i I, correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure like the bullet like shows what kind of gun it goes to to an extent it can show you the like um oh my god i'm gonna fuck this up the like barrel marking so when you shoot the bullet through the gun it makes marks on the side of the bullet and you can match it up um it's like when you see csi and they shoot the bullet and it's like yeah or they like line up the pictures to see the marks yeah um so i don't know if that's like 100 percent um like concrete yeah Yeah. but they use it all the time i've seen it all the time they probably did it in this case i'm guessing um so on july 9th of 2008 she was charged with first degree murder she was formally arrested on the 15th and by September 11th, she was um, in court and pleaded not guilty. Of course she did. Uh, the trial against her, because she pled not guilty, it went to trial. Yeah. It started on December 10th in 2012. So this is four years later. Um, after was she in like jail that whole time or was she out? Oh my God, I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure she was in jail the whole time. Yeah. Okay. But I actually never thought to look into that. I'm I a mean, bad researcher. No. <laughs> I, just, I just hope she is in jail. That's I all. would assume so, usually in a case like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after four months of trial, 
18 days of witness testimonies. Uh, she was found guilty and convicted of first-degree murder on May 8th, 2013. First-degree is the planned one, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't yeah. notice that while i was writing this <laughs> um well i guess it would make sense she took the gun she rented the car this seemed pretty heavily yeah, premeditated it's, it's, yeah that's what first degree is it's premeditated yeah so the jury had a hard time uh regarding the decision of her punishment uh they were torn between a death penalty and a life term uh officially she was sentenced to life in state prison without the possibility of parole on april 13th 2015 where was she, she sorry to interrupt but where was she um where was her trial taking place uh they extradited her to arizona i believe okay yeah oh okay. yes because she moved to his city so it would have taken place in his city okay so arizona she was actually yeah See, I'm reading my notes as I go. It's fine. <laughs> I so I was like, because you said about the death penalty, so I was curious. What state yeah, because not every state has that. Yeah. Um, apparently, Arizona does. Okay. Um, she didn't get it. She's got life in prison mm-hmm. uh, without possibility of parole. She's currently held in maximum security as a high risk level five prisoner at the Arizona State Prison in Perryville. That's that means she's done like stuff in prison too to make oh, her yeah. like. Well, she's. I mean, she's unstable. She's got yeah. PTSD. She's got you know other things yeah. wrong with her. She's obviously dangerous. See, and that's where I like I come into like conflict with that is like with like the death penalty. It's so hard because like I get like people kill other people, but then I'm like it's still a life. And, and that's there's so many like um, wrongfully convicted people. Exactly, that's what gets me. Is, exactly. Like, chances are some innocent yeah. people are being killed in terrible ways. Exactly. But you know if there's concrete evidence, especially yeah. if. For me, if, like, you touch a child, if you hurt a child, you're done. Like, yeah, fry him. I don't for care. For sure. Um, but, like, it's also, like, if she's, like, suffering from PSD and, like, all that stuff. Yeah, I hope where she's do still you draw getting, the line? I hope she's still getting, like, the treatment that she needs for it yeah. while still being in jail. Like, I know that it's, like, she's done a terrible thing, but I still have, like, that. Yeah. Underlying... Well, from what I understand, she she hasn't learned her lesson. She's constantly in the press trying to, like, get out of prison. Okay. Um, I did some reading, like, some gossip mag reading type stuff about them. Um, her mom actually uh, tried to forge letters in court that were quote from travis being like you're a bitch i hate you i hit you blah blah, blah. so her mom literally forged these yeah wow. so she was trying to protect her daughter but then after that uh she had spoken out being like you know my daughter did what she did she's her own person it's not my fault she's you know suffering let her suffer so like i i feel like there definitely was some abuse in that family to begin with because the mother went from protecting her to like throwing her under the bus yeah all of a sudden there's a lot of drama around this case so that was a prime example of the difference between um, male killers and female killers. Mm-hmm. Um, this was obviously a very personal case. She had a very personal connection. Was very quote passionate. Yeah, <laughs> a passionate kill. But yeah, I thought it was a good example to show a little bit of the difference. That's just like nuts. That like she had like so much evidence against her, and she was like, "Nah, it wasn't me." Oh, she still to this day is like, "I didn't do it." Like still yeah. to this day, she's. I don't know if she's. She doesn't know how bad of a liar she is, or if she's just strictly convinced that she didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. she really, honest to God, thinks she didn't do it. Wow, that's that's actually like that's nuts. I mean, like I've had crazy ex boyfriends and stuff like that too. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> I know, but yeah, it's like I don't know. That's that's a bizarre story, and it's like you feel for both sides at the same time because like she has like those that that mental like illness, yeah. like PSD, and you're just like fuck. Like, I don't want to say he he drove her to kill but like no. i don't think he definitely led her on he yeah. definitely you know misfed her information i think he confused her maybe i don't want to say he caused his own death but he didn't help prevent it either <laughs> yeah and like at the same time there's like 
there's situations and incidents that happen every single day where a male will lead a woman on or a woman will lead a male on and it happens all the time and no one dies yeah so it's just kind of like but you also have to remember that she she was sick right like she wouldn't have a normal reaction exactly which the sympathy card a little bit but but this is our case this is where you get to the point where you're like just stopping an asshole yeah and just be nice to people and stop leading people on and stop answering your ex's drunk texts that too in the morning yeah we all get them just ignore them except me i don't get those thank you should i still get them (laughs) (laughs) i've dodged that bullet (gasps) so tell me spooky yeah time to get spooky but that like i'm i'm still so blown away by that case i had no idea about that case at all yeah it's i don't know why it's so popular lately i have to look into it i don't know if she's like recently put in another um i don't know terms right now a thingy to get out of jail yeah um but i've seen her a lot lately and i had heard the story previously so i just thought i'd talk about it i also haven't uh spoken about a female killer yet so i wanted to touch on that a little bit it's a very first on the spooky hour Yay. yay Okay, so I'm going to go a little spooky, but I'm going to stay in Canada because that's just who I am Yay. this person. So I'm going to talk about the Banff Springs Hotel. In Banff? In Banff. <laughs> Definitely in Banff. Maybe. Alberta, right? Of course. Just in case anyone's not from Canada. Banff is in Alberta and it's beautiful. Yeah. So Banff Springs Hotel opened in 1888. So just like last week. <laughs> in Alberta, as Holly said, and was built by the Canadian Pacific Railway. Oh, fun that facts. one. Yeah. Um, so actually, another fun fact. The hotel... And Banff itself was named after the first European settler to that region. And his name was William Davidson, but he was from Banff, Scotland. I had no idea. What a fun yeah. fact. Right? When I started reading that, I was like, it's named after William Davidson. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with Banff? But he's from Banff, <laughs> Scotland. So I literally, that thought went through my head. I'm like, did they call him Banffy yeah. or something? Like, <laughs> Banffy. I don't know. Um, so it's now managed by the Fairmont, like the Fairmont group. So Oh, it is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's now currently called Fairmont Banff Springs. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's known as the Banff Springs Hotel, but when Fairmont bought it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what threw me off, the Fairmont. I knew it was, like, a yeah. chain name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this ho- hotel has, like, seen, like, numerous amount of guests. Of course, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But some fun facts about guests. Uh, Marilyn Monroe has stayed there. Really? Yeah, Ben Cosby. That's so cool. And even the He's royal... He's the Christmas song guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. And even the royal majesty herself, Queen Liz too. Oh, I thought you were going to say Beyonce. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that prestigious level yet. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's just a little history about it. But, um, so this place is supposed to be like super fucking haunted and there's a couple of like really big stories regarding it. So I'm just going to jump into those stories. Mm-hmm. I'm going for a small one this week. It's not crazy big. So there's like three big ghost stories about mm-hmm. this hotel. So I'm just going to jump into those. Let's do it. So number one is the bride. Oh, creepy. So, oh, I know this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's the it's the most famous ghost yeah, to, yeah. like, haunt the halls of the Banff Hotel, and it's, like, super well-known in Canada, so I'll get into it. So, for the people who aren't living in Canada, you know what it's about. Um, so, her story dates back to the, 19, the like, late 1920s. It was her wedding day, and they were having it at the Banff Hotel. Um, she was in her wedding gown and was descending uh, down the the hotel's, like, really gorgeous marble staircase. Same. Apparently, they have couples, so I don't know which staircase it was. <laughs> Pardon. Yeah. And you know also, who doesn't have a staircase? <laughs> not me, because my dog ate it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. I, I walked myself right into that one. Oh, so you could hit me. It's fine. I, I, you're really close to me, so I might. <laughs> you never know. 
Um, but like also why do like hotels do marble staircases? Because like they're slippery as fuck. Carrying the luggage up there. Like, hello. Unless well, it is a rich hotel. They probably have people carry it for you. It's fine. I mean I'd hope so. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to do it. No, fuck no. Um, so she was descending down these gorgeous marble stairs. As I said, they're slippery as fuck, and she ended up slipping oh, and falling down the stairs and breaking no. her neck in her wedding dress. So we oh my god was this like her walking down the aisle or was this just no. they just okay so it didn't happen in front of everybody no 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 oh my god yeah can you imagine oh that'd be so I embarrassing say i would die that would be <laughs> just die from embarrassment purely <laughs> that's all it is but that's awful yeah so they aren't sure if she got like startled by something or she like just tripped over her own dress or like simply just slipped on the marble yeah. stairs or just has two left feet who knows <laughs> she's but, me <laughs> yeah either way she tripped down the stairs and unfortunately broke her neck and she died oh wow yeah so the hotel staff and many many guests have reported um seeing a veiled figure moving up and down those marble stairs and people have also claimed to see her dancing in the ballroom by herself so Aww. yeah so her this wedding reception was supposed to be in the ballroom this and, what makes me see yeah so she's supposed to be like they see her like in this ballroom dancing by herself for like the dance she never actually got oh I'm breaks your heart for this i'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> it breaks your damn heart um well usually ghosts are just assholes right? i'm not used to feeling bad for them i'm not used to having feelings <laughs> we are the grinch um She's been, like, seen so many, like, countless times that in 2014, the Royal Canadian Mint actually produced a coin and a stamp in her honor. Shut up! Yeah. And so they decided to make it extra creepy, because why the fuck not? Um, so when you actually look at the coin, her eyes are closed, but if you tilt it, her eyes open. open. They, like, spring open. I want to know who made that. Oh, we have to be friends. Right? Like, I it's so that. cool. Yeah. My dad collected coins, and now I kind of want that and add it to his collection. I was reading this, and I also have, like, a collection of coins. So my mom's grandparents, so my great-grandparents, they had, like, they were avid coin collectors. Yeah. So they made it for all, like, the grandkids and the great-grandkids. So I have, like, frames of, like, coins. What and I'm like... Thing to collect? I know, but I'm like, I want to add it, because it'd be so cool. It's insane, though, seeing, like a loonie that's worth like twelve thousand dollars my mom has a one dollar bill Ooh, yeah that's like, intense that was insane and intense at the same time right it was insane. it's also very expensive it's more than a one dollar did they like bring a coin to the hotel so that she could like see it Maybe, that'd be like, really feel cool better about being dead could you imagine and <laughs> apparently like happy. on the marble staircase there was like f- like candles mm-hmm. like going down the staircase so like on the coin and the stamp there's like little floating candles Aww, behind it yeah it's really cool. cute i want that but it's also kind of creepy because like when you tilt it her eyes like spring open and stare at yeah, you yeah it's like those uh you in the dollar store for halloween yeah they have those pictures but like her, she's like so well known like about this yeah. hotel that they're the royal like the royal I'm, canadian mint like produces coins every single year they're huge they, yeah they do like um remembrance day coins they do what were they doing the aboriginal coins for a while which was awesome yeah. i have every single one of them there was the canada 2020 or something yep. like or no the canada two, how old were we 150 with our birthday coin fuck i don't know god we're bad i failed history Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so the royal canadian actually said um her chilling resemblance has been expertly captured on this new coin and stamp which is a novel way for her spirit to live beyond the walls of the hotel oh yeah that's so cute yeah so i'm like that's adorable i mean there's ugh. pictures of her right like she's one yeah of them, yeah I, re- I think i remember seeing a picture of her on the staircase we yeah. will post it yep so there's pictures of her on the staircase there's been like apparitions seen this hotel is like 
has a lot of crazy stories behind it and i want it's on my bucket list to go visit before it was even haunted so i mean we're not gonna stay there because we're poor but we'll go walk through it yeah definitely (laughs) i did that at the one in uh ottawa what is it the laurier oh it's also haunted. yeah 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 the hope the really i sent it to you the really yeah we definitely just walked around it yeah so another little ghost story um is sam the bellman Okay, I don't know him. Yeah, so Sam McCauley, a man from Scotland, was working at the Banff Hotel as head bellman during the 60s and 70s. Uh, it is said that he walks the hall of the hotel after his death in 1975. According to reports, Sam is an extremely friendly spirit, and a majority Aww. of the stories involving him mention him like helping like guests. Sam is like the friendliest Canadian ghost <laughs> to ever exist. <laughs> We didn't, like, just extend to, like, being nice people. We have nice ghosts, We're also too. nice in the afterlife. Yeah. So, um, so actually, one incident involved uh, two elderly ladies. So, they were calling the front desk for assistance because their key card wouldn't work. So, they were at the room, couldn't get in. And apparently, this big-ass hotel only has, like, one bellman. And he was occupied with other duties at the time and didn't respond for, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by the time this guy, like, showed up to the room, they were already in their room. um so it was already unlocked they were already in there and so he like asked how they managed to get into the room and one of the ladies was like oh well the bellman and like the the plaid jacket helped me into the room apparently this matches sam's description to like a t yeah and so basically this guy was like um no one works here in a he had the only bellman (laughs) yeah like they're like what are you talking about so sam helped them into the room so how nice are you he's only getting paid right um, so a few other stories involving um, Sam included, like, guessing Sam haunting his old office, um, which is actually now a guest room, so you can stay in it. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, so he's frequently seen making appearances to help people with, like, their luggage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, just your friendly. He's just a nice dude. Yeah. He's, like, I want to go meet Sam. He's basically like Casper, so. Aw. Yeah. So the last one I'm going to talk about, which is a little bit crazy. Um, so it's Missing Room 873. Oh, is that like that, um fuck what was that movie oh i don't remember what's called 1827 with johnny depp no oh we're not thinking about the same movie we're on different ways yeah i have a lot of wine (laughs) (laughs) next next (laughs) um so room 873 has supposedly been dried walled over um all the floors in the hotel have rooms ending in 73 except the eighth floor which is really fucking weird yeah so legend has it that a family stayed in this room um so it was a mother father and a daughter and they were apparently murdered oh um, so, so when you said like did they live there like that was they were staying there oh, so okay. apparently so either they were murdered or there's another like kind of like off story about it saying that the husband went mad mm-hmm. and committed a murder suicide okay um so this used to be a room that you could actually like stay in mm-hmm. but there was so much like paranormal activity that went on in it and the hotel decided to drywall it over um so it said that there was extremely violent screams oh that has been heard in the middle of the night from this room and people who stayed up supposedly stayed in this room um they would wake up and there'd be bloody handprints seen on the mirrors in the room so some versions of the story included bloody handprints that either um, the handprints disappeared from the mirror before the staff showed up 
or the staff would try to clean it and they couldn't remove it weird yeah which is like what is it called like ectoplasm yeah when, when ghosts leave stuff is yeah that the word i yeah. i guess so. i'm gonna go Sounded off of right. your whim i mean <laughs> it sounds really smart so yeah let's we're going go with, with that one band springs hotel has said that legend the legend of this room is merely just a legend and there's no such crime that ever so like happened drywalled over it for shits and gigs like. yeah so they're like this this crime never happened like no father did a like yeah they're just like covering over it and so right literally literally (laughs) so people being people were like nah like you're lying and they've gone out of their way to prove that this room did exist and i have some really creepy facts that this room does exist yeah so like i said the eighth floor is the only floor without a room that has 73 so the only floor that had that doesn't have 873 so there's a 973 there's a 573 okay so like how they don't have like the 13th floor kind of thing. yeah yeah okay. so there's not an 873 so this this room just doesn't exist on this floor so apparently if you go in this hallway the baseboard where room 873 would be cut so say if you see the door mm-hmm. and how the baseboards would connect to that mm-hmm. door frame they when they sealed the door instead of they just patched the baseboard so oh. there's like cuts on either side of where the door would you be because they just pasted the baseboard <laughs> back job. onto it yeah and which is all what what else is really weird is there's a corresponding light on the ceiling so i actually like looked at a photo of the hallway and in the hallway every room like every room that has a door there's like a pot light okay light above the door and there's one over that blank there's space. one above that blank space <laughs> so there's see here guys <laughs> cut cut baseboards that were patched in and light. now a pot light come on guys yeah it's really weird and also if you walk along this hall and knock along the wall <sighs> between each room you'll hear like a tap tap sound mm-hmm. so like a normal wall but if you knock where 873 would be like the door would be um instead you hear like a really hollow sound so like an echo almost like a room like a room's back there so people have gone out of the way to prove it and like good for them like (laughs) obviously the shit like exists they they didn't make it very difficult for them to prove. and like if you look at these photos like they're on the internet Mm -hmm. like we'll post them they have been watermarked so we are gonna like i'm not removing watermarks yeah we're gonna give kudos to the person who who took these photos because like you're awesome yeah that too that too yeah and and kudos (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like we're gonna post these photos because like it's blatant like you can see the cuts in the baseboard you can see like the hall light and it's weird because when you look down the hall it's the real light over every single door so stupid (laughs) and like we didn't cover anything no not at all um so other guests claim that despite the hotel's like best efforts to hide this room the ghosts of 873 are still very much at this hotel Mm -hmm. um so some guests have reported seeing the spirit of the young like daughter standing outside their room as if she was like lost in the hallway mm-hmm. which i would shit myself if i ever saw, like woke up ghost children are like infinitely creeper creepier than adult children for oh some gosh reason. yeah because it's also like a lot more sad too yeah that's true yeah um so apparently if you ask the hotel staff about this room they're like forbidden to speak about this room so it's like if you ask them about it it's like like a robot speech i have a plan let's get a job there yo we should and we'll because <laughs> then they have to tell us why we can't know right exactly or we can't say anything rather apparently they just read off a script obviously something happened in this room and like there's evidence behind it yeah and they're just trying to hide it up 
and they're doing a really bad job yeah but but they have opened their doors to like you know how you can have like ghost tours and yeah. stuff they have ghost tours of their, oh, their cool. hotel which is pretty cool and they talk about 873 on this tour of course <laughs> so like even though it's forbidden yeah even though it's forbidden but it's kind of cool um so actually fun fact about this hotel before I, I that's that's all i got for this hotel those are the creepy stories behind it the first two were so sweet i know well, okay no the first one was more sad than sweet but the second one he seemed nice right? sam the bellman yeah he's Your cute typical canadian this ghost kind of a nice story i yeah. like this yeah i don't know it just it i want to go visit this place so badly just yeah. because but apparently like that bride is seen all the time yeah i've seen pictures of her for sure yeah. it's, a, it's a common story and the fact that she's a coin that's pretty cool. i didn't know that though that's yeah. really cool i want one i want one i want one <laughs> Um, but like a, just a little closing fact about this mm-hmm. hotel. So it's rumored that Stephen King's book, The Shining, is oh. it based off this hotel, but it's based off his own family's stay at this hotel. It hasn't been confirmed, but there's a lot of like connect the and dots I'm assuming with it. he won't tell you. No, <laughs> of course not. It's Stephen King. But yeah. It sounds like I'm not going to remember. The, I feel like the movie was called like Room 1827 or 12 something. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very similar where like this room doesn't exist or something, but you go in and it's like haunted i can't remember but i remember a scene where someone's like knocking on the wall like that and then it's hollow and when you were saying that i was like this exists somewhere i've seen this in something i wouldn't be surprised if it's about this yeah it's a creepy hotel based everything off of it fuck right that's about it that's all i got yeah we've had a fun friday night it's been a wild one we (laughs) um spoiler we edit we we edit lots of things out yeah. we've decided we're doing a blooper reel one day because this episode was fucking wild behind the scenes i feel like our whole blooper reel is gonna just be this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a really good one guys let us know if you'd like to see that though because like we're even funnier without when we're not trying to be funny because yeah. mostly because we're dumb yeah that's all it is <laughs> but this was fun uh thanks as always for tuning in we're dropping the socials <laughs> yeah we are because i remembered this time because last episode <laughs> I butchered the crap out of her email. Yeah, we made an oopsie yeah. and uh, forgot to edit. What happened with editing? Just I just didn't want to. I, I was going to edit, but I was like, it's a lot of work. And I was like, yeah, oh. for one little bloop. And it's like, it's already in our bio. I'm sure you guys can read it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'll get it perfect this time. I you got gosh, you darn guys. better. I got you guys. Um, so our Instagram is a spooky hour podcast, which is honestly amazing we have so many good combos with people on instagram we're starting to find friends out there there's a few podcasts that talk to us all the time yeah um even just like listeners are starting to talk to us now which is what we freaking wanted you guys yeah we love a community we love a spooky community so bring it all in and uh bring it all in i like that bring it all in bring all the spookies to us we love it um so if you want if you have a spooky tale um we are going to do an episode i actually got one the other day (gasps) yeah so i'm really excited about there's actually a two-parter of this okay so we're gonna include it in our spooky tales episode talk about those right we're exactly it's it's a new style of episode yeah so we're gonna read your guys emails um we are responding to every email to make sure that you guys want to your names to be included in these emails if not um we are gonna change the names just for privacy reasons of course unfortunately yeah so you (laughs) maybe you'll be an edward cullen one day you know oh my god no someone's definitely being edward cullen yeah 
I love that. But yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited to do these episodes and we've gotten a quite a few. So we are going to drop it hopefully soon. Yeah. It's going to be in the future. It's something we're working on. We want to just make sure it's a good episode. So yeah. We want them And in. definitely keep sharing because we would like this to be a, a continuous thing. Like maybe yeah. once a month, go through some spooky emails. Yeah. If you have any spooky stories, any true crime stories, anything that you want to share with us. alien? Um, you can uh, send these to the Spooky Hour Podcast six 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 at gmail dot com because I got that email right this time. Heck yeah! Um, and again, it's in our bio. If you want to read instead of trying to write it down when we say it, it's there. Yeah, you can find it exactly. And we also have our Twitter, which is Spooky Hour. Yeah. You can hit us up on that. We are we are there, but I mean, it's, it's a little as... quieter there. Instagram seems to be where it's at. Yeah. But I was just telling Danielle we'd like to keep it in case Chris Jenner adopts us and we need every social platform available. The most important. Yeah. I'm yeah. still waiting. Yeah. Or <laughs> like if Zach Bagans notice us. You never know. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. I comment on his shit all the time just in case. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Holly runs our socials. I'm just in the background LOLing at every single time she posts something. And I love talking to you guys. So keep keep sending me messages. Yeah. Keep commenting. I have no life, so I'm just going to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah. I respond sometimes, but... I mean, if you want to directly let me know, then just write my name. Yeah. You're up there somewhere. I'm somewhere. But uh, thanks for listening. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening to us, especially this episode, because this episode's going to be a riot. This has been a rough Friday. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, my dog ripped apart my whole entire staircase. We should start a GoFundMe for your staircase. We should. (laughs) Because, like, goddamn, I can't. Like, It's been a night. Cheers to Danielle. Cheers to you guys. And... Stay we spooky. love you. Space it's space dookie. <laughs> space dookie. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> it's been wild. It's been a night. It's been a Friday night. Okay, so just so everyone has a, an idea of how this night's going, I looked at my phone at our first break and it was nine oh five PM. We're on our like eight millionth take. It is 9:50 p.m. <laughs> we we try hard, okay? We've... So for for hopefully the final time. Cheers yeah. to Danielle. Cheers, cheers to, to all me. of you. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Good night, guys. Night. <laughs>